coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. Good to see you. We're doing Pitmaster and the Doc again. We do it every week. It is the up and coming, supposedly, and I've heard this from a lot of people, to the show. Yeah. This is the top up and coming podcast in the world. In the world, guys. And I'm upside down right now or sideways. So I might not be able to answer right now. But anyway, we'll get back to you on that. Anyway, we want to talk about a bunch of things, including this weekend's uh, UFC, this weekend's bare knuckle boxing. Um, but I want to talk about something else, um, a topic that, that uh, I talk about a lot, traditions, traditions in martial arts. You hear the word traditional martial arts a lot, right? Um, we are the top, what do you mean, which we are the top up and coming podcast in the world right now. You can ask anyone, anyone, especially us. <laughs> but anyway, so what are we going to talk about? Traditions? In let, let's talk, yeah. Tradition. Okay. This is one thing. I think traditions are great. I love being traditional. We are a traditional martial arts school. We wear a gi. We, 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 we have belt ceremonies. We bow in. We bow out. Um, we have a curriculum. We are traditional, a traditional, um, you know, we're a traditional martial arts school. But let me tell you what I don't like. If somebody's teaching something, maybe it's a kata, nothing against katas per se, but they're teaching something like, oh, and then they have a weird stance. And you say, when would I ever use that stance if I was getting attacked? And they go, oh, it's tradition. That's part of our tradition. I know, but you're doing it in a movement. So when would you use it? And they go, oh, it's just tradition. We got to carry it along. One, one, you know, from one instructor to the other. Or they'll do a kata. I go, why are you doing that? Well, it's tradition. You, we got to do it. We got to carry on the tradition. And what I got to tell you guys is this. If it's bad traditions, you need to stop. Okay. Carrying on bad traditions is like making a mistake over and over and over and over again. You have to learn from your mistakes. Now, I'm not saying kata is bad. I don't use them. We don't have them in our, our, our curriculum or our system. But you know, and we do have traditions. Our traditions are good traditions. Like we have really hard belt testing. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have, you know, we have family, you know, family events that we have every year. We have a certain way that we test. We have testing, you know, a, a system to the way we test. We have black belt testing. It's always in Hawaii. That's our tradition. So we have good traditions, but we don't have traditions that 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 aren't good so the 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 
the fastest way to screw up your school and create bad students is to have bad traditions. Can you have traditional katas without expecting someone to use them on the street? Yes, definitely. Because I can tell you in medicine, we don't by tradition treat things just because that's the way we used to do it. Imagine if you broke your femur and I said, we're going to put you in traction for three months in the hospital. We it's have tradition. to. It's we have to. You got to carry it on because the doctor who taught you, you know, the doctor that taught you taught you to do it that way. So you got to do it that way. Imagine if somebody got pneumonia and they put them in an iron lung and say, well, that's tradition for pneumonia. Tradition should be evolving for the better, right? And if they're not, you're holding back your school, you're holding back your system, and worst off, you're holding back your students. So traditions, if they're not good, you should lose them. You should drop them like a bad habit. So going back to the founding of the pit, were there katas you guys used to do back in the day? In the, in the very beginning, see, when I came up, we did katas, all of them. All the Kaju Kembo Katas, I had to learn to get my black belt. And when I used to ask my instructor, Walter Godin, I used to say, hey, chief, why do I do these moves? I don't understand how that's going to help me be a better fighter. He used to say, shut the fuck up and keep doing them. And when you get your black belt, you can do whatever you want. You can teach whatever you want. Right now, you got to do these Katas to get your belt. So shut the fuck up. That's the because I said so argument. Yeah, it doesn't work on my kids. Yeah, it worked on me. <laughs> it yeah, I tell you what, if your kids went to Godin's, it would work. Yeah. Right, so it's, the, it's the person delivering the message. It's, it's, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> what he's it. willing to do to enforce it. Um, so that's just what I guess. That's my tradition thing. I love traditions. I love being a traditional martial arts school. I love the, the family feel and, and the, the tradition. To, the traditionality of everything, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring in bad traditions. Like, you know, I mean, like if we were branding guys way back, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do katas, you know, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna beat the shit out of each other like we used to do before. That was traditional pit. I mean, the old school pit, we would get and just beat the hell out of each other. We'd both be bleeding. You can ask Chuck Liddell, that's how he got his black belt. But I did away with those traditions because I didn't feel like they were serving my students anymore. I didn't feel like it was making them better. Definitely wasn't making them better. It was getting them hurt. So I dumped those traditions and I've evolved to better traditions. So now you got your own new traditions. Yeah. Save the traditions for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the traditions are good. That's when traditions are They're good. Great. That's so anyway, that's my little tradition thing. And um like I said, I'm not ragging on katas. I don't think they're good. I don't like them. And I think this is what I think. If you bring them into your system, into your curriculum solely, only because they're, um, because it's traditions, then you're making a mistake. Nothing in your curriculum, in your system, in your culture, in your school should be there solely because of traditions if you don't like it and if you don't find if your students don't if they can't like uh see a reason for doing it and you got to explain it like well we do it because of traditions or we do it because of bunkai bunkai i that that drives me nuts 
The word bunkai drives me nuts. What is that? The word bunkai means basically um, trying to explain something, uh, something that's not real. Uh, you're trying to you're trying to insert a bunkai into it, like like you're doing a kata, like like all kind of movements that make no sense. You and you say, "Why are you doing?" It? And they go, "Well, the bunkai says bunkai is the philosophy of their moves." Well, when you're doing this, you're actually grabbing this guy's arm, and then there's another guy over here, so you're elbowing him over here, and your leg is up in the air because somebody tried to grab your leg. So that's the bunkai. They bunkai away things. They try to explain things, which which it just tells you just how ludicrous they are because if somebody's throwing a left hook, you don't have to bunkai anything. Why are you doing that? To knock them out. They can see that right away. Our bunkai is a street fight or the UFC. Every technique we learn and we practice and we drill, you can see how it works. You should never, ever try to make up why something could work in a certain situation because you don't ever know if you're going to get in that situation, you know? So anyway, that's why, that's what I feel about traditions. I'd be glad to talk to any of you guys about this. If you want to do a live with me face to face, if you disagree with me, I will, I'll be glad to do that right now. We're doing our podcast though. This was big for me and uh, growing up in Taekwondo was all the movements. I don't remember if we called them katas, but all the traditional movements you got to do to get your next belt and all the scenarios of someone grabbing your arms and all those things that you had to respond to. Yeah. Somebody's saying it helps your techniques and fat focus doing like these movements that those are not techniques. They're not going to be used anywhere. And for focus, you want to focus, meditate or hit the bag, focus on the bag, focus on your techniques while you're shadow boxing, try to de defend takedowns, focus on that. Focus on things that are going to help you if you get jumped in the street, number one, or if you're trying to win a UFC title, number two. Don't focus on things that are never going to come come to fruition. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it works, now we're, it works in medicine. It works in martial arts. It does. It's like they're not bringing up old stuff out of tradition in medicine. We're not going to do it in martial arts. Okay. So let's talk about the UFC right now. Um, this was back in Vegas, I believe. Yeah, it was back in Vegas, and um, no fans in Vegas. No, not yet. But they did uh, in Abu Dhabi. They had some fans. Yeah, probably, probably the. Uh, yeah, I, I think Dana's doing such a great job, but I think he still has to mind, you know, the, the, whatever the politics of it. I think it's it's it's. You they, they, had, they had they uh, had fans at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would imagine there's going to be fans at one of these next UFC fights in the states, at least partial. It's going to be soon, but anyway. So uh, Alexander Volkov versus Alistar Overeem. Man, I really like both these guys. I have a soft spot for Alec. You know, uh, Alistar. Obviously, he fought Chuck years ago. Um, he's just a, he's a he's a workhorse. He's a warhorse. You know, he doesn't. He, he's never. I don't think he's ever ducked anyone in his life. Um, and he, he, I mean, he's been, this is a scary part. He's been knocked out 15 times, you know, and they made a huge deal because Chuck was stopped five times and he always oh, getting brain damage. He's been knocked out too many times and this and that. I'm the first guy to say, I, I want to save that brain, but 
nobody i never heard one person saying that about that alistar and to be honest if you talk to alistar he's from holland he speaks better english without an accent better than probably better than 99 of the americans that i know he's a very articulate very articulate and he's a very sharp guy when you talk to him he's got i i see no seat uh, no, no uh, symptoms of any kind of. Look at these guys. He's had a fight in his last few fights, though. <laughs> You're fighting Francis Naganu and Rosenstruck. God, he's 40 years old. To take the shots from those guys at this point seems it's crazy. It seems crazy. It's and crazy. and you know, in the heavyweight division, any one of those guys can win on any day. Yeah, and so he's and he's fighting a not just heavyweights. He's fighting like knockout. Brutal knockout guys. It's and very different than fighting in the, you know, the lightweight division. Yeah. These guys are getting hit hard. Yeah, they are. And they're all winning and losing. And to, to get to the top of the mountain at heavyweight and stay there, man, that's uh that's crazy. Yeah. I think I see um I think from middleweight, 185 on up is it's the most one punch. You can get knocked out at 135. You get knocked out at definitely 155, definitely 170. But I feel like even in boxing, I always thought like 175 and up was like the knockout, just one punch who can knock out anyone. And I definitely feel like um, uh, a heavyweight MMA guy like that is, is unbelievable. And speaking of 135s knocking each other out, did you see the next fight? But a Benz. What? The next fight. Oh God! These, these guys can knock each other out. I too. could not. I could not watch that <laughs> Wor fight. Worse than any other fight. That was one forty-five. I think. They or what, did one... they fight at one forty-five? I, I think they did. That's what. That's what I see him as. Uh, Frankie, right? Because that's yeah. Him. I thought Corey was thirty-five. Uh, was a phantom. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, one thirty-five, one forty-five. These guys. Uh, this was a knockout. You don't want to see. No, I did not watch it, and I don't want to watch it. I heard there was a flying knee knockout. That just knocked him out cold. I don't want to see that. Well, Frank the only Elmer. reason to watch it is to see why it knocked him out. I mean, he was posturing. This guy was completely out. But he hit him right in the chin and snapped his head sideways with a knee. Uh, with a flying, flying knee. Flying knee, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that should be illegal. That guy's Add brutal. That to the list of illegal techniques. Cor the Sandman, man. Corey the Sandman is the Sandman. This was the second fastest knee knockout in the UFC. You know, you remember the first one. Of course. Ben Askren. But <laughs> well, the other guy who did it to him, yeah, Masvidal. Jorge, but uh, the Sandman is fucking brutal, man. That guy can fight. Doesn't look like it. That that's why MMA is so funny. Where these guys don't look like fighters. Guys like uh, guys like uh, you know Carlos Condit and and I forget that grappler guy, or guys like the Sandman. They just do not look like knockout. Uh, knockout one punch knockout fighters uh and they are it's pretty scary i mean you can imagine like trying to take this guy's lunch money the sandman next thing you know who's up in the air landing his knee on your chin and you're fucking gonna sleep in less than 30 seconds oh my god yeah so that was brutal brutal knockout i think he was out for a while uh he did get up though for uh for the referee and for raising of the hands and stuff he was he was back on his feet oh man what do we think about calf kicks in the UFC? Same as in kickboxing. It's just it's just another leg kick. I don't think it's I don't think it's better or worse than than, than thigh kick outside thigh kicks. I think uh, 
I think a kick to the thigh can hamper your your um, your mobility, and it also hurts like hell. Which it's one's like, easier to land though, uh, without their knee getting in the way. Yeah, I, I I I don't think one's easier than the other. Depends how you throw it, because you you can throw a leg kick down, right chop on the uh, on the um, on the thigh, or you can throw it straight up, or even up like Alex Pereira. He throws it up at the thigh and up at the the calf. I think both are, are 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 you know easy to land and hard to land depending on who you're fighting. And and I'll tell you, I know this for a fact. I know this firsthand. When you throw a leg kick, whether it's low or high, if the guy checks it and your shin hits his, it hurts. And you don't you're you you don't throw it as much anymore, and you don't throw it, you know, with as much reckless abandon. You just don't. So the best way to stop somebody from leg kicking you is to practice and drill your checking. And I know that's easier said than done, but you have to do it over and over and over and over and over again because uh, because that's that will discourage them from from leg kicking you as much, you know. So what else we got? We got I hope brave uh, for say. Well, did you watch this next fight? Which one? Clay Guida. Yeah. And Michael John. Man, Clay Guida is like coming at you like a crazy man. He's like a Tasmanian devil. He doesn't give up. His cardio is ridiculous. Yeah. He keeps coming at you with crazy, crazy uh, strikes. Yeah. but And so does Michael Johnson. It was, they're, together, uh, they're, they're both extremely, extremely aggressive fighters that don't have, neither one of them has the best uh, technique or the most pretty technique. They're both just bangers. Who will come in and come and get you? And it was a close fight. Um, definitely, I thought I thought Clay won, but um, was it? I think it was he unanimous. Won, he won unanimous. Yeah. yeah, but it was close. It, I mean, and Clay Guida's getting up there, man. Talk about fights. How many fights does Clay Guida have? He's got a lot of fights. Well, look at both of them. Both of them. Thirty-six and twenty. So he's fifty. He almost That's sixty like fights. Alistar. That's pretty much the same as Alistar. Mm-hmm. Clay the Carpenter. Yeah, he's just he's brutal. He's brutal. Michael Johnson has 19 and 17. So he's not quite, he's getting close. Yeah, and he's he's almost a 50-50 fighter. 19 and 17. I mean, just the fact that he's in the UFC with a record like that um, says how good he is and how much they love him. Because that's not a that's not really, you know, a winning rest, rec, uh, record per se, but he's so good and he fights anyone, anytime, anywhere, he'll and he will bang all day long, he'll just bang. Chandler versus Guida. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think Guida's ready for the that kind of level right now. I just don't. Uh, you know, maybe he has been in the past, but maybe right he's now, thirty nine. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think. Uh, I think that's too big of a step up for Clay Guida right now. Nothing against Clay Guida. I think but, Michael Chandler's gonna be fighting the top five guys. Yeah, for sure. he's a draw because. Cause he's nonstop go go. He's like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, man, he's just nuts. I, but he's a Tasmanian. If you gotta fight someone, that's my night, worst nightmare. Someone yeah, that comes at you over and never our, stops. Yeah. No, no rest. His I'll cardio, tell you, his cardio held up. For yeah, thirty-nine year old guy. Man, he just put it on the whole time. Yeah. Well, you catch him with a left hook coming in, you know, he, that'll stop him. But it's hard to catch someone when he's moving his head and just shooting in like that. When he and especially the way he does it. Because he'll come in punching, and then he'll shoot. Or he'll come in with a punch and a shot at the same time. So you're blocking your 
the punches and he's taking shots. He sets up his shots beautifully. I see him, I saw him do a um one like desperation shot that he just kind of went blind, a naked shot and it didn't it didn't land. But I say 99% of Clay Guida's shots throughout his entire career are are followed by or with great fast punches. So his 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 uh his takedowns are unbelievable. Yeah. What's so. that ball of hair coming at you, man? It's got to oh throw you off, God. too. What's up, Sophie? <laughs> hey, I, I just talked to some guy from uh, who lives in uh, in uh, Idaho, and he's going to come see you guys soon. But, uh, all right. What's up, Jackie? So, anyway, so it was a good fight. And then uh, we had um, – it was a good fight. It was a close fight. And then we had uh, um, Daru- uh, Dariush against – Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. yeah, Diego Pereira, the Brazilian. Yeah, uh, that one being a, a, a split decision, seriously, that was... What do you think? I thought Darius won. I thought Darius won. won uh, I thought he pretty much, maybe he lost one round. I, I, I don't remember, but I remember thinking, how the fuck is that a split decision? When they, when they called the other guy's name, right, as one of the judges, I was like, somebody is blind or they have some kind of mental issue. And then Darius won, but it's like, how can that, that's scary that that could have been called a, um, that, that, that could have been called a split decision. I mean, it's like, it's as dumb as That's crazy. one of the things about the UFC though, is that sometimes you're just waiting for the decision. Cause you don't know who won, even though you think you know who won. It's crazy. It's crazy. The inept uh, judges and, you know, I was going to ask you in kickboxing when we were watching Glory, the announcers were very confident in who won the fight way before they announced the fights. It's very different than the UFC where you're like, you don't know who won that fight because it went to decision. Do they, do they have open scoring? Say, do they have open scoring in Glory? Because um, it seemed like the commentators I knew who they won. Could. Maybe they have open scoring. I know they, they do so in Bellator now. They I seem think. so confident in who won those fights. I think LFA or Bellator does now. But when you say open, I think it's just for the all the uh, judges and the refs and the corners, not for the crowd. I think that's it. But yeah, I, th- I think they. Uh, but the judges, I mean, the announcers know because they they're looking at the cards when they when they announce it. The announcer, yeah, the ring announcer. I'm talking about the commentators when they're oh. just talking about the fight and they're like, "Oh, well, so and so won this oh, fight." Yeah. They don't do that in the UFC. I mean, they always they always hedge their bets and say, "But you never know with these judges." <laughs> the judges are terrible, man. Terrible. What's up, Philly? Philly's in the house. We got a pit in Philly now. Yeah, we got a pit in Philly. What's up? What's your name out there in Philly? You're not, uh, yeah, because what you're you're not. Uh, I know he's got a sensei out there from. Uh... Oh, you're sensei John. Oh, you're sensei John. Okay. Usually you're under a different screen name. Okay. What's up, man? Hey, Philly. So what else we got? So the main, the main, the main. You know, the main event was hard to watch. Uh, let me just tell you, it did not look like Alistar walking into that cage. He did not look like himself at all. I've seen him fight probably 20, 30 times. That did not look like him. He didn't have the confidence. He didn't have the swag. He didn't have the techniques. Uh, he just didn't look like himself. And he just his facial expressions... When he got hurt, I know a nose, a broken nose hurts. Believe me, I know. 
And I know he knows that. Yeah, he, but, bro- he broke his nose in round one, right? Yeah, but that's that. Even when he was getting hit, not in the nose, he was making like weird, like, like kind of. It just did not look like. Uh, it did not look like Alistar over him. It did not look like the Ream at all. And I'm not nothing to put him down at all because he's a fucking uh, brutal guy. But um. But I, you know, it's just he did not look like himself. It looked like he he just kind of. He looked kind of like this the whole fight. And then and then he got tagged and he just kind of got dropped. And he just, you could tell he was done. And and that's not Alistar Overeem that we're used to. Yeah, the but, ref stepped in, but he looked done. I thank God the ref stepped in. I'm so glad he did. I don't think, I really don't think, uh, 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 what's his name, Igor? No. What's uh, his opponent's name? Volkov? Volkov, yeah. Alexander. Alexander. Uh, I don't think he would have went after him. I I really don't. I think those guys had an immense respect for each other. You could see it when he, you know, when when Alistair was sitting there and he went down and put his arm around him. And there was an immense respect, which I love more than any part of the game. So Sometimes uh, I feel like, though, they kind of crowd the person they just beat. You're like they just lost their concussed or dazed, and the other person's hugging them right away. Yeah, so it was like you need to give them ten seconds to, <laughs> to no, realize uh, what happened. But they kind of smother them sometimes after they. Lose. Well, if you notice, a lot of refs won't let you do that, and, and you're not supposed to do that until the doc clears them, and yeah. then they go hug. Um, for some reason, this one didn't, and and I forget what fight it was, but remember that one Herb Dean, like the opponent came to hug him. And Herb Dean went to stop him, and he pulled away from Herb Dean and hugged him. Anyway. I don't know, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think that's a good thing, and I think it's a great show of respect. I also like when the fighters, you know, get on their knees and wait till the fighter gets up as a show of respect for their fallen opponent. And you know, I know you're gonna run out around the cage when you first drop them because the adrenaline. But as soon as you see the guy hurt, like 99% of the fighters are gonna do. They stop right away and they wait till the guy gets up out of respect. Another reason I love this fucking sport more than any other sport in the world. So next week, there's another UFC uh, pay-per-view. What? It's uh, Usman. It's a title fight. Welterweight title fight. Oh, Gilbert Burns. Usman's fighting Gilbert Burns. So will that be a good fight? We'll find out. And then uh, Ian Heinish is fighting. uh, Gaslam. Man, that should be a good fight. That's a big test for uh, Heinish. And Jimmy Rivera's fighting. I love Jimmy Rivera, man. Jimmy Rivera can fight. I love watching him fight. Oh my God, he's from uh, he's from New Jersey. Um, I'm pretty sure he's from New Jersey, but um, he's fucking brutal. He's brutal. He's a nonstop guy. I love to watch him fight. Doesn't win every fight. Oh, he's 23 and four. But uh, yeah, he's I lost love a couple high profile fights. Yeah, yeah, he he's lost to a- uh, Aljo and uh, Peter Yawn. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's a He's an exciting, talented fighter to watch. So anyway, well, that's it, guys. Stay tra- if you want traditions, guys, you want to be traditional, have good traditions and then be traditional. If there's shitty traditions, drop them and, and evolve with good traditions. It'll make you a better fighter, martial artist, school owner, business owner, whatever. Dump and drop. Get rid of all bad traditions. Keep good traditions. But it's not like you're not about traditions. You're pushing I'm, a wheelbarrow up a hill with 400 pounds in it and hitting a sledgehammer on a tire. That stuff's been around 
you know, you've been doing that since the beginning, right? And that's good traditions. Those yeah. Are good tra those are, yeah. Keep the good traditions, do away with the bad traditions. We have, we have so many old school traditions. It's crazy, <clears throat> but I make sure I get rid of the bad ones. Do the same. Thanks right. for coming. See you. Thanks.